Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello. Hello. Uh, Podcast. Are you guys stuck in Margaritaville? It's Pina Colada Berg. Because I am wasted away again in Margaritaville. That's I'm actually not drunk at all, but it's a great it song that's stuck in my head. You very know? much could be. There's more than enough potential in this house. That is true. Grant. I, I could, but I'm not. You know, I got we got to talk about some very serious scientific uh, political debate sort of things. No, it's true because we are starting a call that's grand up Jake. Mitch is here. Yeah, he is. he's here. He's in the room. He just installed some lamps. It's true. They have bears and moose. Meese? Is mooses. it meese? Mooses. It's completely it's inaccurate, but it's fun. Well, we got that. We got the roosters. We got the crocodile head. The room is coming together. Yeah, it's it's slowly getting there. But I want everyone to be very aware of one thing. Last week, we talked about uh, Admiral Byrd, right? Everybody knows him. Lovable character. Yeah. Uh, Long lost cousin to uh, one big bird. Uh, They both, you know, resided in the same town as children. It's true. Same street, actually. Yeah. So, sometimes we come into an episode where there's just so much shit that it's almost impossible to do. I would say kind of like Skinwalker Ranch. You know what I mean? Like That just ended up being so many episodes. Yeah, it's like there are so many things that you could talk about that it's hard to boil it down into two. And I, I feel as if, well, yeah, I mean, I said it last week, I needed time to digest Admiral Byrd's story. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you seem surprised. Yeah, it's like, it's one of those things that I think I was semi-familiar with and then after like actually thinking about it and hearing about it again you're like wait a minute that's if it's real that's the craziest thing that's ever happened <laughs> if it's not real it's the best story that's ever been told like it's just it's amazing it, but at least with skinwalker ranch we like knew it was going to be multiple parts going in this one it was just like well we probably need to do this again yeah pretty much because i feel the reasoning for this is i feel as if we didn't give justice to the actual hollow earth theory we kind of just talked about him, you know. It was it was his episode. I just read a motherfucker's diary. You yeah, know, you we, know. We and Frank to this shit, but it wasn't sad. It was funny. So instead of doing something different, I decided why not why not talk about it in two weeks? Am I right? You know, Am just right? a little light conversation about the Hollow Earth. So okay, I want to. Uh, this can go one of two ways. And Jake, you know, you're you're my partner here. I'm here. How should this go? Should we start? By discussing Admiral Byrd a little bit deeper and asking wonderful rhetorical questions to the audience, or should we move into the actual theory that is the Hollow Earth? Hmm. Hmm. He's he's uh, struck. He's dumbstruck. He's like, what do I do here? Uh, uh, Mitch is mouthing something. Uh, Mitch just has a decision. Uh, scream um, it, Mitch! Scream it! Uh, Admiral Byrd. Oh, we'll start is. there. So, the question that has been burning in my mind, and I, I want burning, everyone, yeah, burning, burning, burning. I'm glad Mitch is here because Mitch is a he's a flat Earth expert. You know, he's the guy you he go is. to. He is. 
And, um, and that's just one level off of what we're talking about. Yeah, he's being modest, but he actually runs multiple churches that are dedicated to this very idea. No, we know you're crazy. Mitch, look at your shirt. Mm-hmm. He's wearing one of the podcast shirts. Go on Patreon and get one of those. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But the question that's been burning in my fucking mind, and I know for a fact none of us in this room can give us an honest answer to this question, but I want personal takes. First and foremost... What's going on with the swastika? What, like, what are we thinking? What are we thinking with this? How does how does this get incorporated into the people that live in the hollow earth? Well, I think. Well, I think maybe if it wasn't true, his whole story, his whole shtick. If it wasn't true, it was a very popular and like polarizing symbol at the time that he discovered it. I mean, it was just two years after World War Two. Right? That is true. But on the other hand. The swastika was not always associated with the fucking Nazis. I think they just inverted it, and it used to be a part of, like, Indian culture. Yeah, it wasn't... So who the fuck knows? Maybe the Indian people have uh, little taps into the earth. Ooh, see, that's something that's going to come up a little bit later. Mitchell has a point to make. All right, Mitch, tap in. The thing that's kind of interesting about, yeah, the swastika thing is that, you know, people have always you know, pondered the idea that, like, the Nazis, like, during, like, the 30s, they used to explore, like, they used to go all around the world and, like, explore places, and that might have something to do with the swastika. Well, definitely because, you know, the swastika, I don't think, originated in Germany. No, it was India. Yeah, exactly. So, I think that might have something to do with it. You know, let's say the story is true, and you know, the Nazis knew about these people and maybe emulated them, but I don't know. Maybe maybe it's like the Silk Road, but instead of spices, it's swastikas. Ooh, spices and swastikas. That's instead a great of, you one. Know, across Europe it, into Asia, it's just from Germany to Middle Earth. Ooh. There you go. Yeah, now maybe. If, I, if I'm not mistaken, I'm sure that there is a better explanation out there but I was always led to believe that, yeah, the symbol of the swastika was actually, it was something along the lines of, like, the four elements of the earth were each a line, and it shows how they all kind of, like, work in tandem. It's like a square wheel, you know? Yeah, which is kind of like a, a strangely sickening thought that, like, the Germans were just like, yeah, no, that makes sense for what we're trying to do. Yeah. You know, it's like, that's kind of fucked up. So I, I definitely feel that... um and I think you guys raised some good points because we got both both of the things that I wanted to talk about that may or may not raise some questions. Could it be that possibly it's a symbol like Jake said where it's obviously internationally known. It's probably the most notable symbol on the planet. Yeah. And it's something that maybe they have the technology or the means to do that to where it's recognizable. But again, that's kind of it's an odd thing because it's not. It's a bad good association. Yeah, it's not good. You should not have swastikas anywhere, really. Or now? Well, yeah, probably not. Unless you're like a museum or something, you probably shouldn't have them. Yeah, yeah. And those people that are just like small town people, like yeah, I'm a collector of World War II paraphernalia. It's like no, you just have a bunch of Nazi flags in your basement. And that's like where you hang out, dude. Like, what's, what's a, uh, this is the rumpus What are you, what are you room. doing down there? You, you're like wearing the the hat and shit. It's not good. <laughs> yeah, you're taking it a little too far. You're not a collector. You're shooting V darts with like the fucking armbands and shit. It's not cool. But the, yeah, to me that seems a bit crazy. But again, now this is to assume for these scenarios that Richard Bird was telling the absolute truth. Um. Obviously, that's kind of a, a reach, you know, if you want to get technical to reach. But they are something, it's a symbol that has historical value on this planet. So maybe it, yeah, maybe they're old enough. Maybe Apparently it's old in society. the planet, yeah. This kind of, this. I'm going off on a little bit of a tangent here, but this is going to open the door for something else. For those of you familiar with very, very, like, strange uh, alien encounters, things of that nature. Mitch turned me on to this guy, both knowledgeably and sexually, because now I'm turned on by him. Okay. His name is Corey Good. Okay, this guy... <laughs> that guy? This guy's a fucking... 
it, it's probably the most interesting stuff I've ever encountered in this topic. Um, um, I guess I guess here's the question: Where do we begin to dissect this guy? Um, Corey Good. Long story short, this guy, you know, he's worked in the field of extraterrestrial travel. He's been sort of a liaison, if you will, for the uh, extraterrestrial community. And it turns out that according to him, not all extraterrestrials are from other planets. They're from the inside of our Earth. More specifically, something we've mentioned in passing on this show before, as a joke, uh, the blue sphere beings. They, uh, they reside in the center of the Earth. Are, we, are you guys aware of the blue sphere beings? Are they, are they just orbs or are they just a separate thing? Are there orbs and blue sphere beings in different categories? Um, they're... Okay. Because I know orbs have a lot to do with, like, uh, paranormal and spiritual, like, ghosts and shit. Yeah. Skinwalker Ranch as well. Yeah, yeah they Where do. there's just openings to other dimensions in the sky. Uh, yeah, Skinwalker Ranch has a pretty pretty easy connection, I'd say, like, with the that one story with the orbs, yeah, that were kind of following them around. They're kind the of fucking lights. with them. Yeah. Screwing um, with dogs and shit. But the blue sphere beings are, they're essentially, picture this, all right? Just get ready. Strap in. They are sentient dirty bubbles from SpongeBob. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, I know dirty bubbles. He's sentient. So is it just a bunch of dirty bubbles that are blue? Yeah, they're, they are blue. That is all. <laughs> they are blue. That all is right, all. All right, all right. No, no, no. So they're extremely, like, knowledgeable. They are... If I'm not mistaken, they're fifth dimensional beings. Yeah, they can he help says. you with your homework. So for those, they're, they're a step, two steps above us, actually, which that's a whole topic in and of itself. It's like a bit of overkill. You don't got to be that much better than us. <clears throat> dimensional Orbs. beings. So, it's, yeah, it's like, you don't know. We don't know what the fourth dimension is. I don't know what is. the fuck is going on here. Wait, a question. So extraterrestrial beings, uh, would that be an interterrestrial being? I think it would just be a ter- yeah, like a terrestrial being. It's a it's from a here. Subterranean being. Terrestrial. Yes, yeah, subterrestrial. Something. Subterrestrial. There we go. Um, What was I going to say about that? Oh, yeah, so the blue sphere beings, they kind of are just... They're crazy knowledgeable, and in one of the recountings, all of his interview series is on, um, I believe it's called DisclosureForum.net or .com, um, and you do have to pay to watch, or you get like a free subscription, I guess, or like a trial. The man's got to make a living, yeah. But it is a very in-depth series of things where he talks. Even if you don't want to believe in it, it is just some crazy shit to hear. Like, it's just outlandish. Um, but the blue sphere beings are able to encapsulate humans and not in like a negative way. Like let's say you're falling, the blue spheres can kind of just like pick you up and like you can breathe and they'll just like float you back down so you don't die. Uh, they, there's been reports by Corey Good that they've taken people into space. Uh, you don't need spacesuits. They're just, the blue spheres will protect you. Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. So that is one possible inhabitant. And then I'm, Mitch is going to be able to explain the second inhabitant a little bit better. And we're talking about the, the avian people, the no, bird the aviens. men. The, Mitch, what do you know about the bird people? Okay, give, Mitch, me, give me some I have knowledge. one question for you. What color are their feathers? <laughs> They're blue. God damn, everything's fucking blue down there. So uh, one thing you got to understand about, like, Corey Good. Uh, a lot of the stuff that he talks about, like, comes from different different things. So, like, yeah, he talks about aliens and, like, then it gets into, like, spirituality and stuff like that. And uh, I think a lot of the stuff that he talks about comes from, like, this series called, uh, I think it's called the Ra Material. Like, Ra, like the, the Egyptian yeah, R- god. R-A-H. Like, R-A. Ra, oh, hey. you know, like the sun like god. Something else. And it's like uh, the series, uh, uh, what is it called? The Law of One. So I think a lot of that stuff comes from that. And the the blue avian people are kind of, 
not uh, not directly you know talked about in that series, but they're like alluded to, and essentially, from what Corey Good talks about is that these blue avians only come into like our either like our dimension or you know make contact with humans every you know so many thousand years like there's some kind of cycle they're like cicadas yeah and you know they they would come and like bring knowledge to people so like you know it it relates to the ancient egyptians and you know how fantastic their civilization was and according to Corey good you know or the law of the law of one series mm. Uh, that was like the last time they showed up to like yeah. teach people about some shit. Yeah. Wow. So that's that's why they think that like oh yeah like it's so fantastic the ancient Egyptians you yeah. know their civilization was because of the blue avians. There are old like pieces of artwork from uh, Egypt of like avian looking people right like dudes with bird heads. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, what is there it like it's, it's anthro- anthropomorphic undeniable like people? It's undeniable proof. <laughs> I do love a good anthropomorph. That's just anthropomorphs. Um, so yeah, they're they're another. I mean, like Mitch said, you know, they're other. I get other dimensional beings. I don't know, Something. but they, uh, you know, they they've been known to peruse and kind of stop around in the center of the earth. Um, as far as crazy stories and theories go, there's you know, there's a lot. Um, I would say that on average, it's pretty, at least among people that buy into the hollow earth theory, it's pretty common that there's some form of, you know, there's species, there's everything from flora and fauna to water to the biggest ocean in the universe to fucking everything. It's everything. It's not at all. I mean, bringing it back to Admiral Byrd, I mean, he said he saw mammoths. Like, that was one of the first things that he reported in his, like, flight log. He Mm -hmm. was like, there's a fucking mammoth in here. It's like, how did that thing He didn't even know he was inside the Earth yet. He was like, I see a mammoth. I'm flying down right by it. That would be, like, one of the coolest things in the world. That would be so amazing. So, Admiral Byrd... The, kind of as we said last week, we're able to ascertain that this dude clearly comes highly recommended. All right, if he's getting a reference letter, it's a, it's a good reference. Like, he's got credentials. He's got the history. He's a trusted, well-respected individual. So I guess my final question about Admiral Byrd is this, and I pose it to you as opinion. What What do we think of the overall story? Do we... Do we buy things about it? Can it be something different than what he's explaining? Like, maybe it's just a different part of the world. I don't. Maybe he's fucked up, or he's on drugs, or he passed out. It would be weird. I don't know. Maybe um, something with like the the magnetism coming from the earth or some shit. Yeah, like some on type the poles. Of maybe it's like sickness? it's acting as some sort of like hallucinogen for him. But I don't know. Man. I think the one of the only things about his story that kind of like puts me on the fence about it is the fact that he kind of puts himself in like this. Like he had the master say, "Like you are a worthy man of this information. We're trusting you to do this." And it's like that could very well happen. But also, it's like if you're gonna make up a crazy story about yourself, you're gonna make yourself the main character who's like going to be the hero. Like, yeah. th- like that basic, basically his story is like the beginning of the hero's journey that never came to fruition. That, that's a good you way. Know what I mean? That's a good little thing to pick up on that. It would kind of go over most people's heads, you know. It's just like, oh, yeah, well, of course he's, we know he's trustworthy. He's the one that has the story. So, of course, they'd say that. Yeah. It's and a I nice mean, little detail. That's not me saying that he isn't, like, worthy of that knowledge if it is true. I mean, he obviously was doing, like, crazy leaps and bounds, like, he was a badass. He was doing crazy shit. And he was going to like their front door, literally, the Antarctic. So why wouldn't he? It's like, oh, you're the most famous person to come down here. We don't get many visitors. You know what I mean? You're like, uh, welcome, I guess. Uh, okay. It's like, you know, we're going to try to tell you this because our Nazi UFOs were not getting through to your government. It's like, maybe, maybe you will. And then they just told him, shut up. So I don't know. All right. I, I get I that. I don't know, you know. I um, I think that they're in a. I don't know. It's a tough one. It's like because I'm I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker. I want to believe these things. 
I want to believe that this guy went to the center of the planet and just like saw society. But, you know, rationally, it's like, do we have the evidence to support that? No, not not even slightly. But I'll say this. That, that's actually a very good segue into what I want to talk about next. The Earth itself. Do we, Jake, I want to, this is a guessing game what for you want? right now. How many miles deep is it? Do we? How many miles deep do we have to go to get to the center of the Earth? In this, uh, in reality, in reality, Descent, uh, with our scientific data of today, like the numbers we have presently, it's like two or four thousand miles. You're on, you're very close, or something like that. Uh, it is one thousand eight hundred and two miles. Ah, that's fine. Um, how now? Here's the the bigger piece of information. How deep have we gotten? I think the deepest, because I think I was reading the the deepest that any drill has ever gone is like seven and a half miles or some shit. Yeah, eight miles deep. Damn, I'm so close every time. Eight miles deep is how far we have gone. Yeah. So we have, I mean, I hate to, you know, set them up and knock it down this way like a T-ball, but it's like we have barely scratched the surface, okay? Quite literally, yeah. We don't even understand. And then what we presume today... That's just to get there, like that ball of magma that's in the middle, you know? And once you get in there, the radius of that is almost 3,000 miles. So it's like, it goes deeper. It goes much deeper, but we just, you know, are you going to drill through fucking lava? Like, good luck. Maybe. Um. Yeah, we've only been able to drill down into the earth eight miles. Give or, yeah, roughly eight miles. Yeah. And once you get to that point, the equipment that we have at our disposal today, it just can't do it. It it overheats. It gets too fucking. It gets stuck. It breaks. There's no point. We just cannot go deeper than yeah. that at and, the moment. And for those of you that are gonna maybe look this up, there are oil drills that have drilled technically a longer distance, but they weren't directly straight down. Yeah, a lot of them were at like an angle. Yeah, if you've ever seen that Simpsons episode, uh, "Who Shot Mr. Burns." One where he, he like, steals he the fracks, oil. <laughs> he like fracks Moe's bar. Yeah, that you would uh, you would. That's actually not a joke. That's how oil rigs are built. They're, obviously, they're not slanted in that way, but the actual pipes they go, you know, they cover a long distance to the side because not only is it easier to do it, it creates more like velocity for the oil to be able to come up. You don't have to just suck it. You know, it's like kind of just like slide you gotta up. ease in for the oil spew you have to it takes less energy to pull it out as it opposed to it being straight up and down it's working smart not hard and yeah we're, we're only talking about certain expeditions where their goal was to see how physically deep they could dig into the earth like the the good old like dig your way to china thing you know that, that's what they were going for yeah um so we are like i mean that's that's barely a percentage it's like it's an insane, insanely low number. Not enough. Not enough. Um, so this is where we kind of get the idea of like, okay, so we are to believe that you know it's just different layers of rocks and chemicals, and then once you get down there to a certain point, it just it's so hot that it's lava. Right. Not to mention gravity. If you're in the very center, I can't imagine it's going to do anything good to you. Right. You know what I mean? Probably just crush you into a ball. If so you're not melting. We're we're actually going to rewind a little bit, okay? We're going to go all the way back in time to 1692, all right? We're going to talk about a little guy a year. named Edmund Haley, all right? That name might be familiar. Uh, Comet shows up sometimes. Yeah, yeah. He was the guy that founded and named the Haley's Comet. You know, every, most people over the age of, like, 10 have heard of that existence. Um. So he was one of the original people that came up with the idea of what would later become the hollow earth theory. Um, He was using data that they collected, you know, on how different compasses would, they wouldn't work or there'd be errors in compasses. And he was kind of trying to figure out, you know, magnetize, like mapping the magnets of the planet. And one of his proposals it's a little confusing, so bear with me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like explain it, and then I'm gonna try to change the wording to make it more digestible. 
apparently he's saying that we're a bunch of interconnected spherical shells and we all spin in different directions. So it would just be like we're, we're like a layered cake. There, we're riding one wave of the Earth and below us is another wave and they're rotating in the opposite direction of us. Okay. Um, this is why magnets would work because, you know, we have that different differentiating current constantly happening underneath us. And that's how we get magnetization. So that was what his proposal was. And it went very deep and it kind of got like a little weird. Um, they all went in different directions. He said there could be up to nine or 10 different layers of the earth. And they're all separated by like essentially atmospheres they all have their own atmosphere that can sustain life and that's what kind of separates us from them that's what keeps the the earth from collapsing on itself is a series of atmospheres and then outer crusts all right Mm, are we picking up what this guy's putting down right now yeah it sounds like he may have eaten some ergot Mm -hmm. a little bit i mean maybe or he was just fucking super cool um, so this theory really got picked up. Uh, there were people all around. Some scientists. I'm not a science guy. Maybe this guy's famous. Uh, Leonard Euler. Yeah, one of him. Sounds good. Uh, and then you had Sir John Leslie. All right. Sir John Lennon. Uh, close. Leslie. Like, like the woman's name. He was in the Beatles, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. That guy. Yeah. Um. These two guys, separately, a century apart from each other, were mathematicians, and they actually were kind of trying to do the math to prove this theory. And, I mean, yeah, obviously answers have been skewed, but supposedly they were able to say that this, at least according to math, could be an actual thing that, in theory, could function. That's pretty cool. Math don't lie. Yeah, the numbers don't lie. Unless you get it wrong. And perhaps, yeah, perhaps they had strange data. I'm not sure. Maybe. But according to what they had in their math, and these guys, one of them was knighted, okay? He's a sir, all right? He's a fucking, this guy knows what he's doing. He's going to try not to fuck up. And this guy says that uh, mathematically it is possible for this to be a theory. doesn't necessarily mean he believes it. It's just that the numbers are there to support this guy's fucking thought. There you go. Um, so we have a bunch of different people. Then uh, later in life, the guy, uh, the, I don't know if you've heard of these things. They're called Symes holes. You know what I'm talking about? It sounds dirty. Um, this is essentially, this guy came along and he took the theory and ran with it. And Symes holes, they're, uh, you know, contrary to popular belief, they're not sex things. John Cuevas Symes. His name threw me off the middle. <laughs> Clevis. Wait, Clevis Symes? And uh, he's talking about Symes Hole? Well, he's the one that coined the term, you know? <laughs> yeah, sure. Because uh, he, uh, he, yeah, he published anything. He published like a pamphlet book named Circular Number One. It was called Playboy Magazine. Pretty much, yeah. Play Symes. Dirty Earth Magazine. <laughs> and this guy plunge, said... Plunge, plunge down. The Symes holes play in because these holes, they're the entrances to the hollow Earth. They're on both of the poles of the planet. This is where, you know, Admiral Byrd would have entered in through one of these Symes holes. Um, yeah, I, just, I guess we just accept that. You know, part of the theory, they're just there. <laughs> um, but they're... This is interesting to me because the theory kind of over time develops. And unlike the flat earth, which there, there's not a lot of meat or potatoes to the flat earth. It's pretty much like... It's like, oh, we're a game board. Yeah, it's like, it's well, like, it's, okay. it's a flat surface and everybody's lying about it. That's really it. Like the, the hollow earth, there's a lot more history to it. And not saying that there's not history to the flat earth because there is. But this is more substantial. This is internationally known. There's uh, In Buddhism, they believe that there is society underneath the planet that we live on. Yeah. That's, like, there's religions, there's belief systems. I mean, even dating back to Greece with, like, the underworld and shit. Yeah, exactly. So it's like this, it has a lot more depth, to say the least, I guess. That's even the Christian hell. Yeah. 
but it, it has a lot that could kind of ride on it. And then over time, they kind right of ditched the these concentric circles. And they went, once this introduction of circular number one by uh, Symes, we kind of shift from uh, Haley's view of it. And we get into this view where it's it literally is just a giant cave system. There, There's a thick crust on the outside that supports us, who are, I guess, on the outside, or we assume so. Um, but, and what, everything like, else is in the center. Like, maybe we're on the inside is what you're saying? Like, what do you mean? The reason I say that is because proposed theories... Now, these are proposed, and this is something that I find interesting. Are we like Truman showed? Maybe. Oh. Here's how it oh. goes. So... We do understand and we uh, we acknowledge as a race, I assume, I hope, um, in the center of the earth, it's hot. There's just some hot shit going on in there, right? Yeah, he thinks it's hot shit. Whatever you believe uh, about this planet, it's pretty much accepted that whatever's underneath us is very warm. And why is that? Why do we feel that way? Uh... Because... The Howell Earth theory suggests that there is an entire universe, and they live in mirrored images of us. So how think of the globe as a whole, and then pinpoint yourself on that globe. You're standing on it on the outside of it, correct? I think. In the proposed Howell Earth theories, the Earth is shifted inwards. So erase the outside of the planet. And you're standing, but instead of facing up towards what we perceive space, you're facing down into what we perceive as space below us. What's oh. downward space? I don't know what that is. Uh, downward space? That's uh, it's just some uh-huh. extra large trousers or something. Think of... Here's a good one. For those of you that uh, you know are on the internet and active, there's those things. like They're like plush toys. And they're one color, and then they're reversible, and then they're another color. Oh, yeah, you know? and like the pillows with a picture of Nick Cage, if you like swipe up, but then you swipe down, it's just all sparkles. No. No. No? No. This would be, think of, okay, so Jake, I'm, what's in this room? Think of, We have a crocodile head. We on do. The table, There's a croc. Right? I see it. Think if there was a way to push it inwards into itself, and then it maintains its form, but it's just upside down. Okay. That is what we're working with. So we would be living inside the Earth. And we'd have no idea because there's oceans, there's atmosphere, and there's space. There's the sun. This is a little bit shattered. Uh, If we are to believe in the hollow Earth theory, I think we should accept that we're living on the outside because we have explored space. And we've gone more... Maybe space is just the inside of a much larger Earth. Again, maybe. Maybe it's Huge a Huge macro earth. It's some sort of dimensional portal. Now, people believe these theories for a multitude of reasons. One that has actually garnered attention by scientists, uh, not necessarily in recent years. I'm sure there's people that are interested in it. But the idea that the weight of everything we are would take us out of gravitational orbit. And if we were to have a hollow Earth, that might explain why we are able to be in the same gravitational pull as, let's say, Uranus, which is a per, a pure gas planet. It's just gas. Well, my, my anus is a pure gas planet, that's for sure. Right? Uh, that's fair enough. Yeah, that's fair. there we go. Um, Smelly! I, uh, I don't necessarily buy this theory uh, because I feel as if there's other planets. I can't say for certain that you know Mercury and Venus are uh, completely as large or as deep as Earth. I don't know that, but they're rock planets as well. Like they're they're hard mineral material, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But they see this as a way to prove that we're kind of on the outside edge of where gravitational pulls might get weak. And if we are hollow on the inside, we'd be able to easier, easier. Is that a word? More easily. I prefer easier. That's not a word though. It does sound nice. It, it reminds me of like a British guy. Easily, really long legs walking. Easier. Um, but we'd be able to essentially stay in orbit longer. Okay. 
Are you? Are we all? Are we all caught up here? Are we following? Yeah, we're hollow, so we we have gravity and so, are fine. Another another way. I'm gonna go back to explaining what this Earth like would look like from the outside perspective. Um, if you already get a good image of what I'm saying, you know that's fine. But for those of you familiar with The Simpsons, there's that episode where Mr. Burns sneaks into the house. And him and Smithers are up on the roof with those like sticky shoes. Yeah, that would be that's the perfect representation. If somebody was standing on your roof with their head pointing towards the floor, that is what the hollow Earth would be. Their gravity sucks them upwards, which to them feels like it's down, but to the outside perspective, it's actually up. Right. So the blood doesn't rush to their heads. Uh, Jake, we're talking about blue spheres, okay? Gravity, uh, I don't sorry, even know if they need their it. Their blue Raz Kool-Aid blood doesn't rush to their heads. No, it doesn't. The Kool-Aid All man, right. he stays completely fucking full. Okay. The pitcher's ready. So what? basically what you're saying is the Earth is not like a jawbreaker, more like a Wonder Ball. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, Something like that. That's what we're talking about here. I miss Wonder Balls. So, so this is, that's kind of what the proposed theory has become. Um... Obviously, there's a bunch of different people that believe a bunch of different things. Um, and then we kind of get into some of the weirder stuff. All right, I want to talk about some of the the fun little theories. Argentina. All right, what are, what are they known for? Soccer and housing Adolf Hitler who faked his own suicide. Correct? <laughs> <laughs> That's it? <laughs> Not, nothing else? I don't mean to disrespect you, Argentina, but that's all we know about you. That's, that's all we got. I mean, I won't argue that that's all I know about it. That's but. what we got. Um, but no, no, rewind. Argentina does not hold the corpse of Adolf Mussolini Hitler. I don't think that's his middle name. But, it should be. Um, there, <laughs> there are people that believe... That Hitler has escaped and gone to the hollow earth. And this is why they believe the following connection to Admiral Byrd, the Nazis. Maybe the Nazis who loved the idea of space travel loved the hollow earth. Uh, Okay. Well, wait. So would that be implying that uh, Hitler got the swastika from the hollow earth people? Or that when Hitler went there after he went to... Argentina, uh, yeah, no, just the Hollow Earth. Did he like spread that around? Um, which one? Probably. I mean, I would just assume based on the timeline that it would be, um, Hitler got it from them. You know, that's what I'm thinking. That would make more sense. But also, mm. right. So what co- what connection do the Indian people where that symbol came from have to the inside of the Earth? Right. Who knows? Oh my God, we're breaking ground. What are we supposed to do, Mitch? This is see. This is a topic that you like because you know we talked about this forever before. I, now that we're at this point in the episode, I want you to weigh in a little bit. Where are you? Where are you lying on the hollow earth? Are Why you are standing you? upside down or right side up? Are you lying? Well, most of what I know from hollow earth theory is the Admiral Bird story and like the Corey Good stuff, and. The thing with the Corey Good stuff is it was just so, like, fantastic because it incorporated all these different, you know, theories. Like, they're talking about aliens and more, you know, they go into conspiracy theories and talk about, you know, cryptids. But uh, what he proposed, or, you know, from Corey Good's stories, I guess, you know, if, if you believe them or not, is that there are essentially a race of human beings from the future that live inside the earth and they've actually created an artificial sun on the inside of the earth. And all these different races of people from the future are like literally the different races of people. So it's like you have you have like Caucasian, you have African, you have uh, like sort of like a Hispanic community. You have, uh, you know, Asians. And I just thought it was so like enthralling, like the story. 
And I know there's a lot of different sources, like from history, that tell stories about the Hollow Earth. I just can't remember a lot of them. So, I don't know. That's really all I know about the Hollow Earth. That's fine. That's yeah. just, just that's, a That's all I can remember, really. Yeah. No, that's all right. I uh, saw a, little, a bunch of little snippets about Hollow Earth, but I can't really relate any names to them. I do know that one guy's like account was like he was like yeah he was greeted by twelve foot people. It's like Jesus, just giants, giant oh, yeah. people, and they were like T Rexes roaming around. Yeah, Admiral Bird. No, it wasn't Admiral Bird. He oh. didn't say that they were twelve feet tall. There was a, a different dude from I don't know. See, this is why I need a computer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, really. Well, I think it. They kind of tie it in with the uh, what do they call those aliens? They look just like oh Nordics. Oh yeah, the Nords. They tie it in with the Nords, and I think that's like where like the Nazi connection comes in with like the, you know, like the superior the superior race. Yeah. You know, it's like oh well, the aliens are you know, they're Aryan, so you know. And they're in the Earth, I guess. Yeah. Doing that's, stuff. That's that's just have, the theories. They, they I'm not saying. Symbol. I'm not saying I believe this. Even the Corey Good stuff, it's it's so fantastic. It's like hard to believe. Then, I don't know, I've done research on Corey Good, and he doesn't seem like the most, uh, like, credible person. Yeah. It seems like he does a lot of stuff for profit, gotta like a lot money. of the stuff that he does. But yeah, yeah, then again, th- that's just someone's opinion, and I really have no idea. Oh, good, good. Me either, really, to be honest. The Earth might be hollow. Wonder Balls. It could be. Um... I, I agree with what you said, Mitch, because um, when it comes down to it, a lot of this is it's a money grab. I mean, even look, like I said, it's, it, if it's an interesting story that you want to hear from Corey Good, you still have to pay for it, you know? And it's not, you shouldn't really have to pay for this knowledge. But then, Well, I mean, whether it's true or not, you got to make money. And right. It just seems so ridiculous because it is such a fantastic story that no one's ever really entertained as real. But these people are, so it's like, it may as well get paid for it. This is like what I'm spending my life doing. So I'm going to get into one final proposal. And I'm kind of glad you brought up the thing about the giants. Because it is proposed giants. that the, in modern day Hollow Earth theory, it's proposed that there might be giants down there. Um, and it, it they kind of see it as like a lush tropical land with a bunch of crazy shit going on, right? Yeah. Now... We're going to get into, if you can believe it, we're going to get even a little bit crazier because this is going to get weirder here now. So there are people that believe that these Symes holes, right, these all-important <laughs> holes that you could just sneak into and get down into, um, a lot of these beliefs, not only do they follow that this is a tropical paradise, but perhaps this is where some of the missing people have gone. There are proposed that the Lemurian people, you know, those familiar with the Lemurians. Uh, the lemurs. They are supposedly down there, or if you buy into this. Now, this is a little bit a little bit more uh, singular thinking, but the ten lost tribes of Israel, the people that, you know, they just kind of vanished from history, it's believed that perhaps God himself brought them into the Symes holes. That is interesting. Wait. So, this was a question I was thinking the uh, like earlier when Mitch brought up the uh, Nordics or like the Nordic alien race, you know, like the, those people. So, if that's where the Nords are, is in the Earth, and that's where the swastika came from, are the residents of the Hollow Earth uh, anti-Semitic? Because why? No. Why was Hitler doing that then? Um, I think it, it. The way I see it is that. The Hollow Earth, if we are to believe it, let's devil's advocate. We're buying into the story full, fully, and wholly. It's true. It's real. They, the idea that Hitler would get there, they'd probably not necessarily like agree with him. But if he was the one that got there and was like the ambassador to the people, they would probably just assume that the world believed what he believed, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of like how that would work. You know, it's like. If you send, like, let's say an alien comes down, right, and they're like, tell us about your planet. You know, we've been observing. How how do social interactions happen on this planet? And you had, like, an anti-Semite that was the guy doing the, the meeting. 
Yeah. They'd probably be like, oh, on Earth, everybody just likes Jewish people. Like, that's just how it would be. You well, yeah, know? but, like, the whole thing is, like, the reason why I, like, brought this up was, like, why would the ten lost tribes of Israel be there and be all right with that? Well, who knows? Well, here's the I, thing. I, <laughs> just changing the subject. Right? No, 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 no. I, I, I think I have a, a good answer for you. Yeah, so, yeah, when yeah. it comes to, like, the conspiracy world, there's, uh, you know, especially when it comes to, like, oh, like... You know, people go crazy. It's like, why were the Nazis doing this if there's connections with aliens and, you know, fucking hollow earth people, yada, yada, yada. There is a, a theory that, like, the modern day Jews aren't actually the original Jews, like, the original Hebrews. And that they're actually, like, the synagogue of Satan, which is talked about in the Bible, saying that, like, they're, they're fake Jews. And I, it kind of ties into history, like how, like, the Ashkenazi Jews, who are like the European Jews, aren't actually blood-related to the original Jews. How, you know, it was kind of taken over by this group of people from, like, the Caucasus. There's a lot of, like, there's, like, history that goes, like, actual history that is involved in it. And a lot of... A lot of, you know, theorizing and, you know, kind of like leaps. But people people make correlations with these theories with, you know, all this, you know, Nazi stuff. Hmm. Hmm. What do you like, uh, what is it, like, the conspiracy theories, they always, they always never look favorably on Jewish people. No. Why is that like a common thing? That is it, why that honestly that deserves an episode to itself. People, like why do people hate Jewish people so much? It's so weird. The Jews really, yeah, they're not. They don't have. I mean, they have a big following, but people outside of them just do not like them. They I don't seem nice. Know, I've never had an issue with them. All I of think them are they're great, fine. Seems. Um. So, according to some modern day believers, the conditions down in the Hollow Earth sustain life. Where trees grow thousands of feet tall. Okay. Cool. And humans can grow up to and around 35 feet tall. Enormous. Enormous. Now you might ask yourself once. Giving birth to babies the size of us? Mm -hmm. That'd be good. Now that we've kind of given you this overlay of what may or may not be in there, what people believe, what it looks like, kind of how it operates, you might be asking yourself. Well, why in the name of all that is holy have we not tried to go there? Why aren't we just uh, trying it? I don't know. Why I mean, we've we obviously it? gone there to some degree, Admiral. Mr. Um, Bird. Well, we've never, never actually like gone there. You know what I mean? Like There's stories of people, but we've never actually been there. We haven't like planted a flag yet. Um, so we, believe it or not, actually, uh, it took forever. It took years and years to get this expedition off the ground. But finally, between the years 2000 and 2010 is when all the planning and everything came to fruition. We were going to go. The North Pole Inner Earth Expedition is where we were headed, right? Who was funding that? Um, this was funded by a bunch of you know private bankers, rich people, uh, volunteer people that were interested in the idea of Hollow Earth and wanted to learn more, okay? Badass. Um, but supposedly... An international banking conspiracy shut the whole thing down. Um, it, it is a little dicey. I'm going to give you this. It gets a little dicey because one of the main investors in the project died in a plane crash. Another investor uh, died of very, very fast and rapid-moving cancer that killed him in under four months. They diagnosed him dead in four months. Wow. Um. And then upon all this, there's these weird things and people kind of backing out and they're like, oh, I don't know. The main funding that was coming from, you know, private banks that were willing to, they make it sound better. They're like, oh, a private bank. Like, they probably just got bank loans. Uh, they finally backed out and they pulled the plug and they were like, yeah, no money from us. And that left them with zero funding. And essentially the plan of this expedition, they were... To get one of the ice-cutting boats, you know, those real big, like, things that they send through the Arctic. I think they're literally called ice-cutters. I'm pretty sure they are. Yeah. 
they were going to take that and kind of build it up and make it like a little bit tougher than what they normally are. And they were just going to drive it into the fucking North Pole. And they were going it, to... It, it had a kind of a double meaning. They wanted to go to prove their hollow earth theory. And other people and investors wanted them to do it because... Why not? Just it go sounds to the like North a badass Pole. machine you know, to come like, out of it, you know? Go check out the North Pole. Like, Let's see if we can get a fucking boat up there see what you find. Like, I don't know. Just check it out. It's the North Pole. You're trying to find Santa. Um, but, with you know, they they never really got the chance to do that. So it, it backed out, and this led to the bigger theory that there was some weird international conspiracy against people going there and learning knowledge for themselves. Well, I mean, it is kind of weird to think about like can you imagine just one day we discover a whole other just population of people in the earth and we just have to deal with that somehow like what how, how does that start like we just handshakes what do they think they might think that's a threat who knows Dude. like do they know everything about us because we don't know pretty much anything about them that's kind of scary why would we trust them I've been doing something for years that has prepared me for this very conversation, okay? Kegels? Gears of War. That's literally the entire plot of that game. Oh, yeah. Literally yeah. the entire plot of that game is fucking... Th- the Earth is hollow. Things live there, and they're mad at us, and they want to kill us. Is there, like, a real-life Nasher? Because we got to atomize some bitches. There. Yeah, we got to make some chunky got to make them some chunky soups. Now... This is essentially, I mean, this is where we're going to just kind of, we're going to cut off the legs here, because we can go in a lot deeper, no pun intended, we can go... <laughs> so we're going to cut off the legs and go deep. Wow, all right. Um, but the the truth is, the hollow earth theory past this point, I mean, even up to this point, maybe your opinion has this just as crazy as other conspiracies, after this it gets even murkier like it's really just people out there like throwing shit up on internet forums like what about this and it's like well that is interesting i'm not gonna listen to you know pirate bandit booty snatch 21 that's all the inf- that's all i know who you are you're not gonna get the credit um <laughs> pretty much the hollow earth in in a nutshell it's a cool idea you know, it's, uh, it's in fun. a nutshell, I get it. Right, right. There we go. We want to live in a world where this is reality because it's just fun. It's a little bit different than what we're used to. It's like, oh, we can go on vacation inside the earth. But it, it's just as crazy, I would say, as the flat earth theory. And I hate to put that stamp on it. But personally, it's like we just don't have... We don't have enough means to disprove it, as many means to disprove it as we do with the the flat earth, where we can literally go up and be like, look, just look at it. That's it's all, all photoshopped, dude. It's all photoshopped, fake. We certainly don't have the means to do that, um, but I don't think it, it's never really garnered as much interest, because it... I think the a lot of people that believe it like truly believe it, and you know they're not gonna like let it become a joke. I won't lie. I watched a TED talk about Hollow Earth. Right? Yeah. No, I did the same. It she might was have been the very same one. convinced. Yeah. Was it really bad quality? Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah we watched the same one. <laughs> just like a, a woman, like you know, I've tried to question everything, including the Earth, and then it was just nothing. So, Admiral Byrd. Uh, love him or hate him, the guy has one of the coolest stories that I think has ever been told. He's badass. He's a cool guy. He was a cool guy. Mm-hmm. He probably still is if he's dead, if his energy is somewhere. You know, I mean, he I was know. sent back to the center of the earth. Ooh, yeah. He's he that much closer, there. at least six feet closer. But we do understand that throughout time, our perception of the earth has changed. Our science, our math... We've learned more, and we've been able to kind of pick things up from the past and use them today to yeah. understand what we need to do. And while back in history, the hollow earth might have had, you know, more symbolical meaning to religions and things like that, scientifically, while, yeah, those mathematicians proved that it could exist, we just don't have evidence to support it. We have a lot of evidence to support what we you know, universally believe now that it's 
a dense earth. Yeah. Well, I mean, proving a possibility is still pretty big. Mm-hmm. You know, just like, all right, this is mathematically possible. It's like, that's pretty nuts. Yeah. That is pretty fucking nuts. They're just like, we figured this out. We don't even have computers yet. Mm-hmm. So, in all in all, that was pretty much the Hollow Earth series for you guys. There you go. Uh, I- it might be hollow. It might be. That's really you listen to two hours of material for us to just tell you that the Earth might be hollow. It might be air down there. Yeah, you don't know. Maybe that's where all the fucking sewage goes. Maybe the maybe the sanitation people know about it and they're keeping it from us. Oh my god, dude! The chud, the cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers. You mean they're down there? Yeah, how, how no, about, they're always down there. How about Chud 2? It was called Bud the Chud. It was just about a Chud named Bud. It was the next Air Bud movie. He's like, this is the cannibal version of Air Bud. He plays badminton and eats people. Oh, I would fucking pay a lot of money to see that. I would love it. Um, But. I will leave you all with one message uh, to get you through your week or your month or whatever. If you are looking for just pure lightheartedness and fun just look up pictures of brendan frazier from this year from 2021 no it's great it looks like a wheel of cheese they he is just so like happy and wholesome and i love it i just i i eat that shit up i love it like none other so i leave you He's all looking with that. good and it's funny because he even ties in because he was in the movie journey to the center of the earth Oh, so Lord. it it just so happens that Brendan Fraser, you need to look at him and watch that movie, and that's all you need to know. Synchronicity, yeah. We did this episode. Brendan Fraser's back on the meme game. Oh all yes, right. he is. And it's it, he is like the craziest man. Okay, like just a photograph of him, no captions, no alterations. Oh, it's a meme. Yeah, it's just a picture of Brendan Fraser. What what Nicolas Cage is to film. Like when he's how we appreciate Nicolas Cage in movies is how I appreciate Brendan Fraser just in day to day life. Just it capturing his image. Yeah, it's just like his presence is just enough to be like like, I am. I just get to marvel at it. I love him so much. I would love to just hang out with him and just like be like, "Hey, Brendan, what's up?" What did you say earlier? It was like he's like the human master shake. Yeah, from Aqua Teen Hunger see, Force. Totally, I see it. They got like the I same facial structure. I know he's a cup. It's mainly like the lips. It's the lips and the, the eyes. Lips. Like they have the same look going on. Uh, maybe he's in the cup. I don't know. Oh, oh, that's a fun fact. For those of you that want to know uh, what's inside of Master Shake, uh, it is pink, but it's according to the internet, it's mocha flavored. He's a mocha shake. Mm. Just just so you know. Okay. But with all of that being said, that is effectively our episode for the week. Yeah, that's it. We love you guys very much. We will be back with a hot new episode. You're gonna let we're always back with new episodes. You're gonna love it. It's true, it's every Friday. We do it all the time. We have fun and we just love doing it. Yes. Um and then we also love the podcast. But and with that you being guys, said, most of all Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're right. like, Especially the patron people, by the way. There's a link in for the Patreon right below here where you're listening. Yeah, Everywhere. you're all right. You're Patreon all right. is there. We're also on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can email us at startacult at gmail.com. That you can do. Um, we love you all, and I will talk to you guys next week. So will I, because I'm Jake, and that's Grant, and Mitch was here, and that's the end of the episode because we are starting a cult. Bananas. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods 
for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.